This economic report is sponsored by Rick Kalb, Wealth Management Advisor with Northwestern Mutual since 1983, on Spring Street in Nevada City. Rick, K-A-L-B dot com. Welcome back to KVMR, Gary. The Federal Reserve policymakers decided not to raise interest rates at their monetary policy meeting last week. Did that surprise you? No, Paul. The Fed's decision at their last meeting not to raise interest rates again was pretty much anticipated by most economists and economic forecasters. A number of Fed policymakers had been publicly stating that they thought a pause in interest rate increases was possible. And I think the key takeaway from the Fed decision in September wasn't that they paused interest rates, but was the signal that they may still raise their short-term target interest rate one more time this year, and that they're really only projecting a small decline of half a percentage point in their target interest rate in 2024. You know, so, you know, while they didn't uh, raise rates in September, we should, you know, expect them to raise rates one more time in 2023 and maintain higher in rates um, above 5% in their short-term target rate um, through 2024. Gary, uh, can you describe why the Fed held their target interest rate steady after making, uh, what was it, 11, I think it was 11, right, interest rate increases since uh, 20 or 2022? Well, Paul, it is 11 increases. Uh, the Federal Reserve has been pretty clear or transparent in describing their policy as data-driven, and it looks like they needed more time and more data to better evaluate the significant uncertainties and risks and policy lags they face in monitoring you know, inflation and economic conditions um, before they make a policy decision. Well, Gary, uh, what do you mean by uncertainties facing the policymakers? What does that mean? <laughs> well, Paul, as I see it, the risks and uncertainties include knowing sort of how fast the inflation rate is falling today and forecasting how fast it will fall in the future. And I describe the future here as over the next couple of years. And I think Fed, Fed policymakers needed more time to evaluate just how effective those cumulative impacts from those 11 interest rate increases have been in slowing the economy and moving inflation towards their 2% inflation goal. And another uncertainty is that there are, you know, economists often say long and variable lags uh, between when the Fed makes a monetary policy action, like raising interest rates or lowering them, and when those impacts have uh, an impact on the economy Oh, and then later on inflation. So, you know, another key concern I have today is, you know, how tight the labor markets are even after those 11 interest rate increases. With August's small increase in the unemployment rate, you know, up to 3.8% of the civilian labor force, you know, that indicator, for example, still remains below the 4% unemployment rate that most Fed policymakers expect to see when the economy is at full employment. So, you know, Tight labor markets are suggesting to the Fed that the economy may not have slowed down enough. Well, it's pretty subtle any way you look at it at this point. <laughs> what about economic output or GDP growth? Has it slowed down much? Could higher interest rates still push the economy into a recession? Well, that's a good one, Paul. Um, and there are important uncertainties for the overall economic outlook um, as well as inflation in the labor markets. Um, some economists worry that the economy could fall into a recession, while others, and I'd say that's probably the majority now, 
see that the economic growth has picked up some speed in, in the last quarter um, in spite of the higher interest rates, and they are more optimistic. Um, you know, another, you know, another risk to consider is that with, you know, if the economy is growing too rapidly and GDP is growing too rapidly, we could see a slower decline in inflation or worse, uh, inflation start rising again. So, you know, that's a, that's another risk that they have to be aware of um, in terms of making policy. You know, I think today most public and private economic growth forecasts for the remainder of 2023 and 2024 generally look favorable Um the same time there are you know other risks and shocks to consider we've got rising global energy prices in recent months you now could both slow the economy and drive up the inflation rate you also have a, a government shutdown and strikes that could disrupt the economy and slow growth so you know facing these major uncertainties and risks it looks like the fed likely wanted to take more time and have more data to evaluate how the economy and inflation are doing um, before moving rates up or down Kind of like driving a car, Gary. You can't drive too fast and you can't drive too slow. <laughs> yeah, and, and there are consequences if you do either one. <laughs> Gary, did the Fed policymakers make any new projections for the economy and inflation over the maybe the next year or two? Yes, they did publish a new set of, uh, in September, a new set of policymaker projections for the years ending 2023, 24, 25, and 26. The changes there are mostly positive, uh, not large. Um, Fed policymakers, for example, projected that overall, overall economic growth in 2023 will be you know, much faster than they did just six months ago, and even a little faster than average GDP growth. Um, so that's, you know, that's good news. Um, their projections for the labor market, you know, show that being a little better as well with the economy at or near full employment. That's a slight improvement from their June projections and their their inflation projections remain similar with inflation falling to 2.2 percent by the end of 2025 and thus approaching the Fed's you know, 2 percent inflation goal. So these are pretty optimistic projections, but I think it's so important to remember that, you know, these, these occur uh, if the economy and inflation move as the Fed expects them to. And if monetary policy is on target and we don't get any you know, major shocks to the economy, um, you know, moreover, I think it's important to understand that, you know, based on the you know, comments at the or statements from the last meeting, uh, we can see expect to see another rate hike uh, before the end of 2023 and only a small reduction in interest rates in 2024, you know, maybe 50 basis points or half a percentage point. You know, still not everyone's expecting a soft landing um, and as inflation, you know, falls. There are some you know, differences of opinion. There were public comments today from one of the Fed presidents saying he thought there was a, you know, 60% chance that they would get a, a soft landing with inflation coming down. So, you know, interesting times. Uh, one more question, Gary, and this is kind of a, a, a good one. I think it's important. Is the Fed the only central bank that has been raising interest rates to slow inflation? Or are other central banks following similar policies as the Fed? 
Oh, that's an easy one, Paul. Yes. Other major central banks have been raising interest rates to slow their economies and to lower their inflation rates, which which generally have been lower than they have been in the U.S. Uh, most of them have been you know, raising interest rates. And, and we've also seen a few of them pause as well or expected to pause their rate increases as they you know, evaluate you know, how their home economies and inflation are doing. So, yeah, pretty much major central banks are doing very similar things. Gary, thanks a lot. Look forward to our next chat in a couple of weeks. Thank you. You're welcome, Paul. Thank you. Gary Zimmerman is a retired senior economist for the Federal Reserve Bank of San Francisco and is currently a visiting professor at the Vienna University of Economics and Business in Austria. He teaches courses in economics and finance.